Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Coming up after the news, it's philosophy talk. Sounds like Led Zeppelin talked to me, Ken. Well, our topic today, John, is the stairway to heaven, dignity, and the end of life. Let's cut to euphemisms, Ken. We're going to talk about death. Death with dignity, death without dignity. Do you have the right to get the plug pulled when you're in pain and suffering and, and the end is near? How about to commit suicide? How about to have a physician help you commit suicide? Yeah, these are some uh, thorny philosophical questions about the nature of life, you know, our right to life, our right to die. Uh, some people think it's a compassionate thing to do this. Other people are deeply troubled by it. Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor, his partner. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW, FM 91.7, Information Radio for San Francisco and the surrounding communities. But uh, through our discussion, we're going to transport you down to Philosopher's Corner at Stanford University, where whenever we can get away with it, we like to just sit back, put all practical issues aside, and talk about ideas, pure thought. The ideas we're going to talk about this week, though, Ken, have, have their practical side. Uh, we're all going to die, or so it seems, and a lot of us uh, will face death after considerable pain, discomfort, despair, depression. Oh, John, you're depressing me already. Yeah. And the question is, uh, what, what rights do we have to end that? Yeah, yeah. There's this uh, physician-assisted suicide question. Should there be physician-assisted suicide? What about euthanasia where you, the doctor? But what's, what's the difference between euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide? Well, euthanasia is where uh, the doctor, there's two different kinds of euthanasia. There's passive and active euthanasia. One, the doctor just withholds treatment from you and lets you die. So that's, that's legal Everywhere, as far as I know, in America, you can, you can uh, insist that that life-saving devices be removed. Yeah, or the, you you can say, doctor, give me something that will kill me, and then you take the thing, and you uh, yeah, that's, that, that's physician-assisted. That's suicide. physician-assisted suicide, yeah, and yeah. that's legal in Oregon, Oregon. with lots of yeah. lots of qualifications. Let's see, I've missed one. Active euthanasia. Help me with that one. Active euthanasia is when when uh, the, you don't say, "Doctor, help me commit suicide." You say, "Doctor, kill me." Oh, that's murder. You mean? Well, no, it's not murder. It's uh, a mur- at least it's <laughs> I don't know. It's not murder in <laughs> the Netherlands and Belgium, right. where where it's uh, under certain circumstances again legal. But it's not murder because you request that the uh, yeah, but that's not uh, that's not physician-assisted suicide is something else that's not legal in Oregon. Yeah, so, so right. we've got some concepts here to deal with, but there's there's a lot of issues. There's kind of two slippery slopes here. On the one side, under what conditions do you let a person avail themselves of these things? Now, now Oregon says, well, it's got to be they're going to die of a terminal illness within a few months. Within six months, I think. Yeah, but, it, but if I'm going to die of a terminal illness within two years and I'm in terrible pain, Aren't I worse off than the guy that's only got six months to go? Well, maybe, but you know, it's really a, it's a, it's a problem because then you could, if you took that too far, you could say, look, if you're gonna die, if you're really depressed, you don't have a terminal illness, yeah. you're just really depressed about the illness that you do have. You can't bear the depression. Why not avail yourself of of physician assisted suicide or euthanasia? Well, or to to go to to the extreme, what if you're a heartbroken teenager uh, and you don't think life is worth living? Surely. 
somebody should step in and say, well, in this case, it doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. We're not going to let you, and we're not going to help you commit suicide. Yeah, this is def- this is, these are some really hard questions. I mean, especially this thing, even the, this difference between passive and active euthanasia. I mean, letting somebody die seems to many people morally okay, but actively killing somebody, doing something that actually causes their death, that's, that's to many people worse. So, I mean, it's a very thorny thing. Well, the Oregon law is in between. It's this physician-assisted suicide, and... Uh, whether it's morally okay, we can discuss. Apparently, it's passed some legal hurdles. At least John Ashcroft doesn't have the right to strike it yeah, down. Yeah, and they, you know, and people have actually used it. And you know, we know this is a very agonizing thing. It's very, very agonizing. Amy Standen, a rolling, roving philosophical reporter, traveled up to Oregon to talk to some people who actually availed themselves of this opportunity. She files this report. On February 13, 2002, Dick Ferris, a 78-year-old retired commercial photographer from Oregon, was diagnosed with terminal cancer. His wife, Gloria, watched her husband's quick decline. He was bleeding internally. He couldn't eat. He couldn't swallow. His mouth had sores in it. And he knew that whatever time he had here was not going to be quality time. Long ago, Gloria and Dick had taken in a stray dog, a Doberman Pinscher. Eventually, the dog grew old and it began to die. She lived with us until she was very old, and we both were holding her in the vet's office and petting her as she was given an injection, and she just went to sleep. It was the most beautiful passing. And he said, that's how I want to go. He said, if I'm ever in that position, don't let me linger. And I promised that I wouldn't. And I asked him to do the same thing. Dick had also watched his father and two brothers die painfully from the same disease, and he knew unequivocally that he wanted something different. Gloria called Compassion in Dying, an Oregon group which advocates on behalf of terminally ill patients and facilitates physician-assisted deaths. That was hard. It was a very strange, surreal feeling to be calling to get forms and information about helping someone die. It felt almost like calling to make a dentist appointment. It isn't that it was cold or or odd. It's just uh, there were certain questions they needed to ask. Did we understand that there were appointments that we needed to have, waiting periods to determine soundness of mind? And it's just the way it struck me, I guess, uh, to pick up the phone and make an appointment to talk to someone about helping someone die. The paperwork took two weeks, an almost unbearably long wait for Dick. But then, less than a month after his initial diagnosis, Dick was allowed to die. We had a final doctor visit on Friday, and then all the arrangements were all right. And Monday morning, on March the 4th, the Compassion in Dying representatives came to um, give to him the lethal prescription which I had picked up at the pharmacy, and that was another difficult trip. He was given a anti-nausea pill an hour before he would drink the prescription. And then um, my three daughters and one granddaughter were here. We all had time to spend some time. He spent some quality time with my girls and my granddaughter saying goodbye, and also with me. And then we were all in the room with him, and I was on the bed holding him. He had a hard time swallowing, so he wasn't sure he could get it all down, and 
He drank half of it. He looked around at us and he said, if I had any more love, I'd have to keep it in Fort Knox. And I said, I'll see you in the morning. And he drank the rest. Only about three minutes later, he had passed on. And it was a very peaceful, just, just what he, he asked for, just like <laughs> with our dog at the vet. Very peaceful and quiet and surrounded by love. I'm really grateful. I am more grateful than I can tell you that, that my husband had that opportunity. Oregon is the only state in the country with a death and dignity law, and it's under challenge from the federal government. Much of the objection is religious. The Vatican, for example, opposes all forms of suicide and euthanasia, which it calls, quote, a crime against life, an attack on humanity. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. You can listen to the rest of this program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.